Today the Gemara towards the bottom of Dafyud Beis Amud Beis, about ten uh, lines from the bottom, the last word in the line where it says Ushbezichne. Okay, the Gemara here will bring a story, a halacha, and then it'll connect it back to the Mishnah. In the Mishnah, so it, it said, "Eine zakai baramosa," that you're not allowed to take the truma from your produce on Yontif, which is unlike when it comes to taking challah from your dough or taking the parts of the animal from after the shechita that have to also be given to Akain. So over there, the challah, you don't have the dough before Yontif. You're allowed to knead a dough on Yontif itself. So because you're making it on Yontif and it became chayiv in the challah only on Yontif, so you can give it to the uh, Kayin on Yontif. And the same with the shechita of the animal. <laughs> Whereas the truma, so you have the produce and it became roi to give, be, take the truma from it before Yontif, so therefore on Yontif itself you don't take truma. That was the halach of the Mishnah. So here the Gemara is going to bring a halacha regarding a truma, and then it's going to ask a question on this from the Mishnah. de Rav the guest of Rav Baravchanon, Havale Asuryasa the Chardala. He had a bundle of mustard, stalks of mustard. Amalei, so he asked Rav Baravchanon, Maul Fruchi Umechol Minai Biyantif. Am I allowed to break it open to take out the mustard seeds on Yantif to eat from it? So Rashi explains what's the basis of his question. There's a malacha called dosh, threshing. Threshing is when you separate the kernels from the, uh, from the peels, from the chaff. So that's, that's, a, that's a, one of the lamates malachas. This, to break out and take the seeds out, is a tilde of dosh. So the question is, do I say because it's for the purpose of eating, so just like you're allowed to cook on yontiv, you're allowed to shecht on yontiv, this should be allowed as well. Or maybe not. And as Rashi says, since this is something that could have been done from before Yontif, so therefore you're, allowed to, you're not allowed to do it on Yontif. That was his question. So Rav Baravchana did not have the answer. So they came to Rav, or others are so they came to Rav. And Amalei, he answered them in as follows. You're allowed to roll the uh, ears of grain. And you roll it in your hands to take out the kernels. kidneys, and you're also allowed to break out and take out the, the kidneys, beans that grow in, inside these pods or inside. You're allowed to break it and take it out. Beyantif and yantif, you're allowed to do it on yantif. Right? So it's being done, as Rashi says, the point is, you're doing it in, by hand, not in the normal way that it's usually done. So this is what's called dosh kila achayad. So even though on. Um, so Doshkal Achayad is not awesome in Atayr. It's only awesome in the Rabbanon. So since it's only awesome in the Rabbanon, so for the purpose of Eichel Nefesh and for, for Yantiv, they allowed you to do this. So Abaye asked the question, it says in the someone that rolled the ears of grain from before Shabbos, so now he has the kernels, but they're still mixed together with the chaff. So Lamacha, the next day, So what he does is, if he wants to separate the, uh, the, all the peels from the kernels, so he can blow it from one hand to another, and that's how he can eat it. In other words, it has to be done, this is baita, right? He's selecting, he's taking out the, the good from the bad, so it has to be done in a way that it's, it's allowed. You can't do it in the regular way that you take out the psilas, you take out the peels or the chaff, and then you have the oichel. But rather, you just blow it, you take it from one hand to another, and then, like that, you can eat it. So in this way, it's allowed. And then the b'raise continues. Afila bekinoi, afila betamchoi. 
Avil, sorry, I missed the line. Let me go back up a line. You cannot use this kind of a funnel where you place it in an opening which is narrow and has a big opening on the other side and the, the peels remain on the top and the kernels fall down on the bottom. So this is a utensil that's used for this beiter. And which is a large plate where you place it inside and you shake the plate and the kernels come on one side. So you're not allowed to use any of these utensils to do the beiter. It has to be done by hand. However, if someone rolled these uh, kernels from before Yantiv, so here we're talking about Yantiv, not Shabbos, so on Yantiv it's different. So on Yantiv itself, so you can either blow it in your hands to take out the psalis, and you can eat it. And here on Yantiv, you can use even this funnel or this large plate to select what you want. Avaloi betavla, but you can't use a large board. Avaloi benafa, avaloi bekvada, and not a nafa and a kvada, which are various types of sieves that are used for that. For this, can't be used. Why not? So Rashi explains that the tavla and the nafa and the kvada are usually used when you have a much larger amount. So you're only allowed to select what you need for yontif itself. But you're not allowed to do the beiter for after yontif, for more amount for after yontif. So therefore, you're not allowed to use these utensils that make much more that you're going to select much more with them. Okay. So the, the main focus of this brisa is to explain the difference in the beiter on Shabbos and the beiter on yontif. That on yontif, there's more of a heter of beiter to even use a kinnon and a tamchoy to use this funnel and this plate. But what we see in this brisa is me'erev yontif in. When the Brayse spoke about that someone is rolling the kernels in his hands to take off the peels, so both regarding Shabbos it said that he rolled it from before Shabbos, and by Yantif it also said that he rolled it from before Yantif. So this is a question on Rave or Rabbe that said that you could roll it on Yantif itself. So the Gemara answers, I could even tell you that it's on Yantif, that really he rolled it on Yantif itself. Now, why does it say in the Braiset that he rolled it from before Yontif? It's because in the Reisha it mentions Erev Shabbos, because over there regarding Shabbos you for sure can't roll it on Shabbos itself, because there's no heter of Eichel Nefesh, so by the Sefer it also says Erev Yontif. That wasn't the main focus of the Braise. The Meilul Melilois was not the main focus of the Braise. So therefore it says regarding Yontif the same Lashon that it says regarding Shabbos. But the main focus of the Braise was regarding the Halacha of Beirer. That on Yantif you could be Beirer with a Kinnon and a Tamchoy. Okay, now after all of this, the Gemara comes back to ask a question on our Mishnah regarding separating Truma on Yantif itself. So, the what? Again? Yeah, that's what it's mashma here. The Kinnon and the Tamchoy. We're going to see more about the Malacha of Beirer being done on Yantif. It's uh, not, actually not so posh, it's complicated. But here you have one detail about this. <laughs> But now, doesn't it come out that we have a very situation where it only became fit to take truma of it on Yontif itself? Before this, there is no truma bechlal. Right? What's the Allah of truma? This is a fundamental point for the whole continuation of the Gemara. The, the grains are only chayv and truma once there's gemar malacha. Once it's prepared and all the different parts and the process of having it prepared for use are done. So usually by grains, what is that? You have to separate the, the, the peels and the chaff and then eventually you make a pile and you smooth out the pile. That's called miruach, that you have the pile of your grain 
and then it's chayiv and truma, because that's called gemar malacha. Let's learn that from a pasuk. The Torah calls the uh, the gemara doesn't bring the pasuk, but maybe Rashi brings it here somewhere later. Dogon. The Torah says the chayiv of truma is to be taken from dogon. Dogon means when the grains are ready, prepared gemar malacha. Before that, there's no mitzvah of truma. So over here, this person has these kernels, and before Yontif, it wasn't fit to eat yet. It wasn't prepared yet. But now he's taking it into his hands on Yontif itself, and he's rolling them, and he's taking out the kernels, and now he's able to eat it. So because now this is called Gemar Malacha, that he's able to take it out and eat it on Yontif itself, so it becomes Chayv and Truma on Yontif itself. If it becomes Chayv and Truma on Yontif itself, you should be allowed to take the Truma. So in came Matzina Truma Shazakai Baramasa. Similar to what it said in the Mishnah regarding challah. The reason why you're allowed to take the challah on Yontif is because you only have the dough on Yontif itself. You don't have the dough before Yontif. So because you're allowed to make the dough on Yontif, you're allowed to take the challah on Yontif. So if so, we should say the same thing regarding Truma. If you're allowed to be Melo Melilas, if you could roll it and take it out on Yontif, so you only have it now that it's Chayv and Truma, so you should be allowed to take the Truma on Yontif itself. Now the question is, Tnan, but in our Mishnah we learned, Loi, that it's, you can't compare Chala to Trumah, that when it comes to Trumah, you don't have the right to take Trumah on Yontif. And the reason is because it already becomes Chayv and Trumah before Yontif. So how do we explain this? So the Gemara says, Loi Kashya, this is not a question. There is a Machloikis here between Rabbi and Rabbi by Yehuda regarding when the grain becomes Chayv and Maiser. In other words, everybody agrees to the halacha of Rabbi, that you're allowed to roll the kernels on Yontif itself. But nevertheless, there's a machloikis if it will become chayv and truma then or not. The Tanya, because we learned in Abraise, Hichnis shibolin lasis men isa. A person brings into his house the kernels to use them, to grind them, to make flour, in order to make a dough. So then, the halacha is, men if you want to temporarily just eat from the kernels themselves as a snack, you're allowed to upater. And you put it from Truma because you're only chayiv from the uh, grains once it's prepared and once you have it, uh, as I mentioned, put it into a pile that becomes dug on. But just to eat temporarily from any other kernels, you're allowed to without taking Truma. If you brought the kernels into your house, you brought the, the, the grains into your house. To roll it, your whole intention, the chatchila was to roll it in your hands and take out the kernels in order to eat just the kernels itself. You never had a mind to grind it and to make a flour out of it. So Rabbi Machayev, Rabbi says, if that was your intention in the first place, you're not going to make a dough out of it. So this itself is the Gemar Malacha, taking out the kernels. Now it's fit for you to eat. That was your intention. This is the way you're eating it. So it's going to be Chayev and Trumah. It's according to Rabbi. So now according to Rabbi, this is the Rabbi is the opinion, Take, like what we said before, that on Yontif, you'll have the, the right to take Trumah. You you roll the kernels, and your intention is to eat it that way, and you're going to be chayv and truma right then, and you can give the truma on yontif. Again? Again? Over there, he brought in the grains in the house with the kavone to grind it, to make a flour. So over there, it, the gemar malacha, if he's just taking out the kernels, that's not the gemar malacha. 
Rabbi Yisim Barab Yehuda Paiter. Rabbi Yisim Barab Yehuda says, no, even if your intention was you want to take out the kernels, just to, to, to roll out the kernels and to eat it like that, you're still going to be potter from Truma. As Rashi brings over here, according to Rabbi Yisim Barab Yehuda, the Torah says the word dogon, the, the gemar malacha is only when it's dogon, which, which is when you make it in a pile properly, the way it's usually used for, uh, for the grains that are going to be ground and then make from it flour. So Rabbi Yisim Barab Yehuda holds, even if your intention was to, to be mailum melilois, you do not become chayiv and truma. So, so what's the Gemara saying? The Mishnah here that said that there's no truma on yontif, even though he said you're allowed to roll it on Yontav and eat it that way, but according to Rabbi Yisab Rabbi Yudah, you don't become Chayv and Truma then. And that's who our mission is going according to. Even according to Rabbi Yisab Rabbi Yudah, you still have a case where you would be Chayv and Truma on Yontav. How? If a person brought the Shibalin, he brought, he brought the grains into his house, with the intention to make a dough out of it. And then, and then he changed his mind and he decided that he's going to roll it and just eat the kernels on Yontif. The Tavla Biyaymeh. So then it becomes obligated in Truma and then it's called Tevel. Tevel means that now it's obligated in Truma on Yontif itself. So what the Gemara is saying here is not very poshut. It's not very clear what the Gemara is saying. What Rashi explains, and even the Lashna Rashi is not so clear, what the Gemara is saying is really in order to be chayiv and truma, there are two conditions. One is, it has to be brought into your house. In the field, if you eat anything out in the field, you're not chayiv and truma. It has to be brought into your house. And what you bring it into your house for, that creates a status of this grains that it should become chayiv and truma. You bring it into your house in order to eat it. And over here, according to Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yehuda, you bring it into your house for the purpose to grind it and to make a dough out of it. That itself is really the beginning to create the status that this is something that's going to be chayiv and truma. So therefore, the Gemara is saying, according to Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yudah, even if he changed his mind afterwards and decided to use it just to roll the, the, the kernels out of it, to eat it that way without grinding it, and without making a dough out of it, Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yudah would agree that you become chayiv and truma. Because if you brought it into your house for the purpose to make a dough out of it, so then, even if in the end you don't end up using it for that purpose, you use it for something else, but the fact is that you're using it, you're eating it, you're eating what was brought in for the purpose to make dough out of it, it's going to become chayiv and truma. So therefore we see that even according to Rabbi Yisrael and Rabbi Yehuda, it is possible that on Yantav itself, you bring it into your house and it becomes chayiv and truma. So the question is, how could we say that on Yantav there is no truma? If, according to Rabbi, you're allowed to be Mailu Malilis, you're allowed to roll these kernels on Yantif, and there's no issue of Dosh, if you can do this on Yantif, so you can have the Chiyav Truma on Yantif. So the Gemara answers and says, you're right, and therefore the Gemara says, Elamai Truma, when the Mishnah said that there's no Truma on Yantif, Raif Truma. In most cases, in most cases, there's no Truma on Yantif. But in this situation, where you brought it in, to make a dough out of it, and then you change your mind, there is a possibility that there should be a chi of truma that starts in yontif, and you could take the truma on yontif. So, okay, now the Gemara goes back here to explain this machlekis itself. We had here a machlekis between Rabbi and Rabbi Yisib and Rabbi Yehuda regarding the uh, stalks of the, the, the grains. If a person decides that he's going to be Milo Malilis, he just wants to eat the kernels, he wants to take out the kernels and eat it like a snack that way. Is, he, is it Chayv and Trum or not? So Amar Abayas says Abaye Machloikes, regarding what is this Machloikes Bishibolim, regarding grains. Avo Bekitnius, when it comes to, to the kidneys, all kinds of beans, 
everybody would agree, Asriyaisa Tivla. Bundles of grains, uh, not grains actually, again, bundles of uh, kernels, again, bundles of, um, of the kidneys, of the beans, it's going to be Tevel, it's going to be Chayv and Trume right away. In other words, according, as Rashi explains, what the Gemara is saying is that when it comes to grain, grain, according to Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda, is usually used to grind, to make a flour out of it, to make dough out of it, and therefore you're not going to be Chayv unless you're using it for that purpose. You're grinding it and you're making a flour out of it. Whereas when it comes to kidneys though, kidneys is usually used, you snack from it, you eat the kidneys as is, without grinding it with, and so on. And there, you don't make a pile out of it, you don't put it into a pile the way it is usually by the grains. So therefore, when you get to the kidneys, the, the bundle of kidneys itself is chayiv and truma. You bring it into your house that way, it's right away chayiv and truma. Shall we say we have a raya to this? Because it says in a, in a, in a Mishnah as follows, Someone add a bundle of tilson. Tilson is a kind of kidneys, but uh, as we'll see soon in the Gemara, it's this kind of a kidneys that's used as a spice. They grind it and they use it as a spice. Fenugreek. Fenugreek? You're familiar with it? Okay, not me. Harei, so what do you do with it? How do you give the uh, truma from it? Or when do you give the truma from it? Harei is a kaitish, so you, you pound it, you grind it. Umechashiv, and then you estimate how much you have there. Kamezera yeshpehem, how much seeds you have there. Umafresh alazera, and you give the truma from the zera, from the seeds. And you don't give trume from the stalk of this uh, tilson itself. As Rashi explains, the chiddush here is the taste of, this, of the seeds and the taste of the stalks are the same. They both can be used as, this, uh, as the spice. But nevertheless, you only give trume on food. And that's only from the zera, not from the eitz itself. Okay, so over here it's saying that you're giving Yechayev to give the trume even though you didn't place it in a pile the way it usually is with grains. So here you see this concept that the, the chiyub of truma is not only after you make it in a pile, which is usually the way it is by grains. So my love, don't you think, who's saying this in this b'raise here? Rabbi Yisir bar Rabbi Yehudahi, that this b'raise goes even according to Rabbi Yisir bar Yehuda. Even Rabbi Yisir bar Yehuda, that by grains says you only chayiv and truma when you put it in a pile. Here he says you chayiv and truma without putting it in a pile. Because this is kidneys, and kidneys is different. The Omar, and he said, By grains, he says, it does not become obligated in Truma until you put it in a pile. But since this is kidney, is Tavla, it becomes obligated in Truma even without putting it in a pile. So the Gemara says, No, how do you know that? Who says this is Rabbi Yisrael by Yehuda? Maybe this is the opinion of Rabbi that even by grain says that you chayiv in Truma if you just you roll and take out the kernels even without putting it in a pile. If this is Rebbe, my area Tilson. Why is this uh, Mishnah speaking specifically about this Tilson? A Philoshibalan Nami? Rebbe holds even by any Shibalan, even by any grains, you didn't eat and Truma without putting it in a pile. Yechayev and Truma just by taking out one kernel at a time as well. Elamai, so the Gemara says, Nusa, what are you going to tell me? Rabbi Yesi by Yehuda. This is Rabbi Yesi by Rabbi Yehuda. So, if so, I have another question for you. Shar Why does this Mishnah choose to speak specifically about this tilson, which is used as a spice? Let it speak about all kinds of kidneys. Why dafka this, this, uh, this tilson over here? And Rashi explains that, that, that tilson is used very little at a time. You take very little of it at a time as a spice, the spice apart. Right, uh, food. Mashank and kidneys is used much more at a time. So let it tell me this halacha regarding all other kidneys. 
that not only regarding this kit, this tilson that you use very little at a time, that it becomes truma chayv and truma because that's how it's used, very little at a time. But if it's true what you're saying, so let it say so regarding all kitneys. The kol shekain tilson, and definitely tilson will be chayv and truma when you're using a little at a time because that's what it is. It's a spice. Ella, so therefore the answer is you can't bring any raya from this Mishnah because Tilson Itztrichale. This Mishnah wants to teach a specific halacha regarding this Tilson, and what is that? So I would think to say, since this Tilson is a unique kind of thing, that the taste of the stalk and the taste of the seed is the same. So nami, I ate so I would think that you have to give trumer from the stalk as well. Kamashmalon, that's the right this Braise, this or this Mishnah is teaching me that you don't give the trumer from the stalk, you only give it from the zera, from the seed. So this Mishnah cannot be brought a raya to this halacha that we said before that by kitneas it doesn't have to be dug on. It's not Rebbe, it's not Rabbi, it's not nothing to do with this machloikas of Rebni Rabbi Yesu Rabbi Yud. It's a different chiddush altogether than you get to the fact that you don't give the trumer from the stalk, even though it has the same taste as the seed. There are others that said in the name of Abayah the exact opposite. Omar Abayah, that Abayah said, Machloikis, the Machloikis between Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Yehuda, whether Yechayev to give the uh, Truma, even if you didn't make it as a pile, Bishibalin. That Machloikis is regarding grains. Avobekitnias, when it comes to kitnias, Divrei Akoil, everybody would agree, Asur Yaisa Loitovla, that when you have bundles of, of uh, kitnias, of beans, it does not become chayv and trume when it's in a bundle. Yeah, it's only chayv and trume when you put it in a pile. So Rashi says that according to this version, dafke by kitneis, the derech actually is to make it in a pile, and only after you make it in a pile, then you take from it and you eat from it, so therefore you're not going to be chayv and trume until you put it in a pile. Taisus points out that this is a very unusual thing in the Gemara, that you have two gerses of one uh, of, of what Abayah said, and one is mamish the opposite of the other. Before we said that dafke by kitneis, people eat it without putting it in a pile, and everybody agrees to that. Now we're saying the exact opposite. That no, dafke kitneis, everybody puts it in a pile. So meisve, and this the question was asked, but we have here this mission that we quoted before. You have this bundle of tilson that's tevel, so you pound it, and then you estimate how many seeds you have here, and you take the truma. You don't take the trumer from the stalk, you take the trumer from the seeds. So here it says that you take the trumer of this bundle of tilson, even if it wasn't put in a pile yet. So my love, tevel, tovel, shal trumer. Don't you think? What is this Mishnah speaking about? It's saying that it's tevel. Tevel means it's obligated to take trumer of it. You have to take the regular trumer that you take. So here you see that when it comes to a bundle of kidneys, you take trumer even before it's put into a pile. So the Gemara says, no, that's not the Pshana, that Mishnah. This is talking about something else. It's not talking about regular Truma. It's talking about Trumas Meiser. What's Trumas Meiser? After a Levi gets his Meiser Rishain, he has to take off a tenth of that and give it to the Kayan. That's called Trumas Meiser. And over here, when it's saying that you give the Trumas, that you give the Truma even before it was a Gemar Malach, even before it was put into a pile, it's talking about Trumas Meiser. Truma you would only give if it was put into a pile. Trumas Meiser, a levy has to give even before it was put into a pile. As the Gemara brings here. Meiser Ishain, that a levy got before the Truma was taken from it, when there were still the kernels of the, of the, still the kernels, and really, what, 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 what comes first? You're supposed to take first the Truma. 
and only afterwards comes the Maisa, there's a Seder. And not only is there a Seder, but Rashi here brings that if you take the Maisa first, you're being over on a lav. You're supposed to allow the Kayin to first get his Truma, and then the Levi comes and takes his Maisa. If the Levi takes his Maisa first, the Kayin's going to end up getting less Truma, because now you're separating the Truma from less percent. So over here, what happened if the Levi went and took from these Shibalin before it was put into a pile, so he took from it before the Kayin came and took his uh, Truma. So Shmoi Toivloi Lutrumas Maiser. The name, the status, that since the Levi got it, and now it became Maiser, even though there was no Gemar Malachi yet, it doesn't matter. The very fact that he took it and it became Maiser, it becomes obligated for the Levi to separate the Trumas Maiser of it. So that's what this Mishnah is talking about. But if the Mishnah is talking about the Trumas Maiser, not the regular Truma, Kaitish Lomali. So why did it say that you should pound it and then you give the Truma? Let the Levi say to the Kayin, just like I got this Tilson before it was finished, before it was pounded, that the way it's used as a spice, this is the way I'm going to give it to you. So as Rashi explains, if we're talking about regular Truma, so by regular Truma you're supposed to give it after the Moloch is complete. So therefore, since this is used as a spice that you pound and you make it into a spice, so therefore for the truma, we understand that it says you first have to pound it. But if we're talking about truma smicer that the Levi got before the malacha was done, so he, he, he should give it to the Kayin in the same way. Why is he obligated to pound it? Why does it say he pounds it and then he gives it to the Kayin? As the Gemara explains, Amarava Knasa. So Rav says this is a Knas because he was over on a lav. And he took his Maisa before he was supposed to. So therefore, even though usually he's not obligated to give it in the way that it's done, but nevertheless, it's a Knast that he has to. So we learned so in Abraisa. It says, Nebraisa ben Levi, a Levi that they gave him the kernels as Maisa. So now he got them unfinished, just in the kernels. He has to make it into a pile. Anovim, if you got grapes, oisaisan yayin, he has to press it to be wine. Zaysim, if you got olives, oisaisan shemen, he makes it oil. Umafrashalein trumas maiser. And only then does he give the trumas maiser, and noisna lekayin, he gives it to the kayin. In other words, even though he got it before it was finished, but the way he has to separate the truma, he has to finish the malacha, and then he gives it to the kayin. Just like regular truma that you're supposed to take, you only take it after you made the pile already, and the Gemar Malach is done, and also by wine. It has to be menayekev from the wine press, only after the wine comes out. Same thing also with truma smicer, you only give the truma smicer after it's made in a pile, and after the wine comes out. So here you see that the Trumas Mais has to be done after the Gemara Malach. <coughs> now all the, all the Mepharshim asked the question of this Gemara, Rava said that this is all just a Knas. So Rava was saying that really Trumas Mais does not have to be given with Gemara Malach. It's just a Knas. And then it brings a Braise, Tanya Namiyachi, and the Braise learns it out from a Pasuk. It compares it to regular truma, and that minatayre, the way to give the truma smaiser is after the malacha is done, just like by truma. So what's this tanya namiyachi? What's the pshat in this gemara here? Not so poshet. That's the problem here with this gemara. The gemara has another question. Mechashiv. What did it say before? When you're taking your truma smaiser, so you estimate. This concept that you give truma only by estimating, which means you don't have to measure. It doesn't have to be precise. That's only by Truma, but not by Truma's Meiser. Now that you're saying that this Mishnah is talking about a uh, Truma's Meiser, it should have to be measured. 
Right? The halacha by truma is you don't have to give an exact amount. Bechlal, it doesn't even say in the Torah the exact amount of truma that you give, and that's why there's different shiurim. You give a 40th, a 50th, a 60th, depends how, uh, if a person has an ayin yafe, or if he wants to give more generous or less generous. But by trumas meiser, over there you have to give an exact amount, you have to give a tenth. So over there you do have to measure it. So how could it say in the b'raiser that you only estimate? So the Gemara says, no, this b'raiser goes according to a different opinion. Ha mani Abba Eloza ben Gamlieli. He follows this opinion of Abba Eloza ben Gamliel, ben Gimel that is. The Tanya, we learned in the b'raiser, Abba Eloza ben Gimel Oimer. That we compare Trumas Meiser to Truma. Because it says, V'nechshav lochem Trumaschem, B'shtei Trumas akosem medaber. When it says Trumaschem, a plural term, it's going on two types of Trumas. Achas Truma Gedeila, Ba'achas Trumas Meiser, both regular Truma and the Trumas Meiser that the Levi gives have the same aloha. And what is that? Kishem she Truma Gedeila, and you tell us Ba'oimit, just like the regular Truma, you take it just by estimating, you don't have to measure it to be precise. Ubemachshave, and you, and you also designate the truma just by your thought. You don't have to do it bedibur, you don't have to take it physically, just your machshava designates it. Kach trumas meiser, the same thing is also with trumas meiser, and you tell us, it's also the same. So over here it's going, this Mishnah is going according to this opinion. Gufe, now bringing back the salacha that we had before, Omer and Omer Abshim ben Lakish, meiser ishen, sheikdimei b'shibalim, the meiser ishen, that the Levi went and took before the Kayan took it, before the Kayan took his Truma, and it was still Shibalin, it was still in the kernels, even though the Gemar Malacha wasn't done yet, Shmoi Toivloi Lutrumas Maiser. The very status of the name that you got it as Maiser makes it Tevel that you have to give the Trumas Maiser. My timer, what's the reason? Since I has the name Maiser, you have to give the Trumas Maiser. Rashi brings the Pasik, it says, so the moment it has the status of Meiser, you have to take the Meiser and a Meiser, you have to take the tenth from that, which is called the Trumas Meiser, even if there was no Gemar Malachi yet. Amr Rabshem ben Lakish, Rabshem ben Lakish said as follows, Meiser Ishan Shekdime Bishibalin. The Meiser Ishan that you went and took Bishibalin when it was kernels before the Gemar Malachi. And now, you, so as I mentioned before, what happens is you decreased the amount of Truma that the Kayan is going to get. Because you took off the Maisa first, so the Kayan is going to get less Truma. Potter mit Truma Gedeile. So even though from this amount that the Levi took, Truma was never separated from it, the Levi though does not have to take Truma Gedeile of it. Shenema vari Maisa mimenu Truma Sashem, Maisa mena Maisa. He has to separate Maisa mena Maisa. The Levi gives a tenth from his tenth that he got. From this passage we learn, Maisa mena Maisa amarti lecha. He has to give his tenth. V'loy Truma Gedeile. But not Truma Gedeile. He doesn't have to give both. Even if he took it earlier, he does not have to give that Trumagadayla which was skipped from before. He only gives his Maisa and Maisa. If so, how about after there was a Gmar Malacha? It was already in a pile. And now it was Chayv and Trumah. And the Kayin did not take it first. The Levi went and took his Maisa first. Do I say the same thing? That if the Levi took it from the pile, that he also is going to be potted from the Truma? So before we were talking about a Levi that came and took it from the kernels before it was made into a pile. So it wasn't even Chayv and Truma yet. So he's saying, but if you have a Pasuk here that says that you only give Maisa and Maisa, does that mean that even if it was in a pile already and it was Chayv and Truma, nevertheless the Levi doesn't have to give it? So I answered him, Alecha Omakro, regarding your question, the Pasuk says, Mikol Masri Seichem Tarimu Eskol Truma Sashem. So here in the Pasuk it says, Kol. 
Krimas kol trumas Hashem. It's speaking to the Levi, saying that he has to give all truma, including the truma gedayla that was skipped before. Not just the truma smaisa, he does have to give that truma gedayla. So now the Gemara explains, Umara Isa, what do you see to make this distinction that if you took it from the pile, he's chayiv to give the truma gedayla, and if you took it from the kernels before it was in a pile, he's potter. Maybe it should be in the reverse. So the answer is simple. Hi idgen, vahayla idgen. Once it's grain, that's gemar malacha, and it's done, and it was chayiv in the truma, so if the levi skipped that, he has to give it. If it's loyidgen, if it was not in a pile yet, so it wasn't chayiv in the truma yet, so therefore he's not chayiv to give it. Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah, Tanan also. If someone is peeling barley, and he wants to eat the barley themselves, so he's peeling off the peels from the barley. Mekalef achas achas, he can peel one at a time, and he can eat it without taking the truma. What's if he's peeling these barleys and he's piling it into his hands? He doesn't eat it one at a time. He piles up in his hands these barleys. So then chayiv, now that he's not eating it just temporarily one at a time, but you're piling it in your hands, so then you're going to be chayiv to take truma from it. Amar so Rabbi says, The same halacha is regarding Shabbos. And this is regarding the halacha of dosh. Because when you peel it off, you're breaking it out, you're taking it out from its peel, and you take out the barley, it's dosh, you're, you're separating and breaking it out. So regarding Shabbos, dosh is only going to be usr if it's done in the regular way, which is that you pile it all in your hands together. But if you take it one at a time, so that's not the regular way it's done, so it's allowed on Shabbos. That's uh, the halacha that Rabbi Loza said. Is this true? But we find that Rav, his wife, would peel for him the barleys and she would fill up cups of, and cups of it. So even if it wasn't one at a time, she would do this on Shabbos. Also, his wife would peel for him the barleys and fill up cups for this at a time and there was no issue of dosh. So we see that there is no issue with this on Shabbos. If it's done by hand, it's considered to be a shinui. Usually you don't do it by hand. And therefore, this was, it, 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 she used to do it on Shabbos and it's allowed. So the Gemara, if this distinction, if this uh, st- statement of Rabbi Loza, where was it said? He said it on the Sefer of that Mishnah. What did it say there? Someone that rolls the ears of grain. And now you want to separate the chaff from the kernels. So you can, you can, go, you can, uh, you can toss it from hand to hand. And that's how the, the peels fall out. Yeah, that could be done. And you eat it that way. However, if you're blowing it all out and you're piling these kernels in your hands or in your lap, then you're going to be chayev to take the truma from it. That's the end of that Mishnah. So over here we're talking about taking away, blowing out the chaff that you separated from the, uh, from the, from the gra- grains, from the kernels. On this, Rabbi Lazar said, the same things regarding Shabbos, and over here we're not discussing Dosh, we're discussing Bayer. The Isser of Bayer, so the cloud by Bayer is, if you do Bayer by hand, and you do it that you take the Eichel from the Psylas, and not the Psylas from the Eichel, and you eat it immediately, so it's allowed. So over here as well, if you're piling it and you're not eating it immediately, it's not allowed. But if you're taking it by hand and eating it immediately, so for Shabbos it's allowed. So Rabbi Mamal asked the question, in the Reisha over there, where it spoke about dosh, by peeling. So what are you going to say? In 
for Meiser, when he was peeling it and piling it in his hands. That's considered to be a Gemar Malacha for Meiser, and you're going to be Chayv and Meiser. But for Shabbos, it's not going to be the Malacha of Dosh. In other words, what Rabbi Abba Barmamal is questioning is that if it's considered to be a Gemar Malacha for Meiser, it should be considered to be a Malacha for Shabbos. Shouldn't these two go together? Where do we find that for Meiser it is a Gemar Malacha, but for Shabbos it's not a Malacha? Is there something for Shabbos it's not considered to be a real Malacha? And for Meiser it is a Malacha. These two should go together. So the Gemara says, really? You never find that it's not this, that, 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 they're, that they're different? So he asks, we don't find that the status of Malacha for Meiser and the status of Malacha for Shabbos are not the same? When it comes to creating the pile, in other words, the Gemar Malacha for Meiser, and there's a difference between Shabbos and for Meiser. The Tanan, so in the Mishnah we learned, what is considered to be the Garnon. Garnon literally means when you pile it in the threshing floor, so, but it, it refers to the Gemar Malacha. What's considered to be the Gemar Malacha that Yechayev and Meiser? So, for every single produce, it's different. It's not the same. Every produce, whatever the Gemar Malacha is for that produce. Sahakishuin, cucumbers, adluin, pumpkins, Mishayivkesu. When the little blossom, the little flower that's on it falls off, then it's, it's ready to go ahead and eat. That's the Gemar Malacha. V'shaloi Paksu, the ones that the flower did not fall off. Mishayam Adarema, when he makes a pile. When he makes a pile, that's considered to be the Gemar Malacha for Meiser. We learned also regarding onions. Mishayamid Arema. When you make a pile of this in your house, that's considered to be the Gemar Malacha. But when it comes to Shabbos, Hamadas Arema Potter. If you make a pile of, of onions or you make a pile of cucumbers and Shabbos inside your house, you're going to be Potter. It's not a Malacha. This is an interesting thing. So Rashi, if it's Mashpah from Rashi, that the Pshat of the Gemara is, even though there is a Malacha that's called Ma'amar, you're not allowed to gar- gather your, st- your grain in the field on Shabbos, but Rashi says that's only outdoors. In your field, when you gather the grains in the place where they grow, and then there, you gather them, that's the Malacha of Ma'amar. Here we're talking about indoors in your house. If a person has a bunch of cucumbers that are spread out on the table, and he just gathers the cucumbers together, that's not the Malacha of Ma'amar. Even though, for Meiser, when you pile it up, even inside your house, that is a Gemara Malacha. So I see here that the, the Malacha for Shabbos and the Malacha for Meiser is not the same. And the Gemara explains, Elamayas what's the answer? Malachas Machshev when it comes to Shabbos, the Torah asks a certain professional kind of work, which in this case is only out into the field. And the way it was done from the Mishkan, we learned from the Mishkan that when, when they were building. So therefore, you can't compare the peeling of the, of the kernels, of the, uh, we were speaking about before, peeling the barley for the Meiser and the peeling the barley for Shabbos. It's not the same thing, Bechlal. Okay, let's just finish off till the Mishnah. The Gemara now goes back to the halacha that we began with the Gemara today. So in the beginning of the Gemara, Rabbi said that you're allowed to be moilul melilois. You're allowed to roll the kernels in your hands and eat it on Shabbos. That's, that's with a shinui. It's not done. It's not done the regular way. So that's allowed. So the Gemara says, Ketzad moilul. How could this be done? So Rashi says, it has to be, has to be done with a shinui. Otherwise, it's uvdin dechayil. Otherwise, you're not allowed to do it the way you do it during the week. So the Gemara gives a few different options. You take one finger on one finger and you roll it that way. One finger on one finger. That's the Shinoi. Instead of rolling it in your hand like this. One finger with two fingers. Rava says, As long as you're making a Shinoi, 
even if you do one on all fingers, it's good. In other words, usually the way they roll it is in the palms of their hands. That's over here. As long as you're doing it in the tips of your fingers, even if you're using all fingers, it's okay. That's considered to be a shinny. Keitzad minapeyach. We said before that you're allowed to blow away the chaff from the kernels that are there, but how, you, how do you blow it? Also, it shouldn't be done the regular way it's done during the week. So you hold it also at the tips of your fingers of the mylar. From there, that's, that's the way you uh, do the baita, not in the palms of your hand. In, in uh, Eretz Yisrael, which is in the west from Bavel, so they laughed on this and they said it's not necessary to do it that way. Even the Mishani, as long as he's making a shinoi, a filibakula yadanami. Even if he's holding it in his hands as, uh, itself, because he's blowing it and it's done with a shinoi, so even in your whole hand it's also fine. So you can blow it in, with, in, in, if it's in one hand and you can blow with all your kayak, it doesn't have to be dafka in the tip of your fingers.